Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's the Vegas Bad Boys Podcast. Matt Michaels here with Simon Street and Sin City Steve. And unfortunately, DJ Impact is uh, possibly at this point uh, getting ready to find those slippers and uh, put them on and eat some sweet potato pie, maybe? I don't know. Pumpkin. Is that what they're calling it now? Hello. You slippers on and you eat? You never know. You never know. It always could. Uh, it always could change, right? Pecan pie. Mm, you know. Mm. Google, Google. It's very nutty. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what we're gonna do here is just kind of uh, give some uh, a couple things on Thanksgiving here. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, so let's talk a little bit about our favorite Survivor Series memories. Uh, Simon Street. Uh, definitely one of mine. I mean, this is so hard for me because I'm not a big fan of Survivor Series because I just can't understand you don't win shit. But outside of that, it, it is an okay pay-per-view to watch around the holiday season. Um, for me, one that sticks out the most is 2005's Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Uh, it, I felt like the damn match went on freaking forever, but when I was looking back at it, I think it was only like 20 minutes or something like that, which is still long, but you know, but that type of match it, as back then it seemed longer than that. Um, the coolest part that I did like about it is just a lot of it. You know, it's one of the ones that, you know, um, it was originally going to have Eddie Guerrero and, right. you know, and unfortunately didn't. So I think a lot of people who were Eddie fans, you, you know, people still like he'd have been on this card. Let's put it that way. And so the fact that he wasn't, it was very memorable to kind of watch it a little bit, and, you know, a lot of, um, things in remembrance of Eddie that played out through that match. So that's what made it very memorable for me. Um, you know, the only other thing that I remember slightly in another Survivor Series match was uh, uh, the 1990 uh, Warrior team versus the Perfect team. The only reason why I know is because the story that came behind it is uh, I got invited to go to someone's house and hang out last minute. And you don't do that shit in my family. So I found a way to snuck out with a little bit of a white lie to go watch it, but was busy and it was in the neighborhood. So I was watching it and I was ready at the door because I knew if, if, you know, I only had a certain amount of time to watch it. And so I remember watching that match and was super excited. And I made it home without my parents knowing what had happened. So it made for a very interesting story. You know, some kids sneak out at night to go see their girlfriend. <laughs> Others go to watch the Survivor Series. <laughs> Save me some money too. You know how much those motherfuckers cost? Yeah, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> All right, Steve, what uh, are your thoughts on uh, some memories from the uh, Survivor Series? So, to contrast Simon Street and his hatred for Survivor Series, I, growing up, loved the Survivor Series. I was a huge mark for it. Um, even going back to like Survivor Series 90, I was in third grade at the time. My birthday is in the first part of December. So you can see where this is going. My mom shows up to my classroom, throws me a Survivor Series slash WWE themed birthday party. I was the happiest kid on planet Earth. Um, and from then on, Survivor Series became almost like a ritual. Um, we were the house on the street that bought the pay-per-view and everybody brought over, you know, a couple of bucks and chipped in and we ordered the pay-per-view every single year. Uh, that was, that was the running thing. Um, I mean, we, at one point, you know, we would have 10, 12 people sitting in my parents' living room, um, hanging out, watching survivor series. Um, also it, it, we just passed a 
huge anniversary, guys. 1997, 25 years ago, the Montreal screw job happened. Yeah, I was about to turn 16 at the time, and everybody that was over at my parents' place, we were in disbelief. Is this real? What the fuck? Holy shit. Um, dare I say that was probably my first WTF moment, uh, or at least my my core WTF moment um, from my youth when it comes to the Survivor Series. You know, it's uh, interesting because uh, you mentioned uh, third grade. Uh, so, you know, you guys are a little younger and uh, you don't remember the first Survivor Series, which was... You know, it was done off the heels to have Andre versus Hogan again without doing Andre versus Hogan. Um, and it was right before Hogan uh, got screwed out of the title by DiBiase. Um, you know, it, it, the, it's amazing that it survived because you went from these survivor matches to regular matches. Um, the first year that really kind of happened was 91 when the undertaker beat hogan yep. for the championship so that was a, a big moment but that first survivor series what's amazing was you watch it as a kid in your first match you're hyped up you got all these guys you know right you have a tag team uh survival match as well you know these are all wrestlers you know of course the big main event but in the middle of the show you had a 20 minute or more match that was survivor series style that was women's wrestling if you want to see how far women's wrestling has come in 35 years watch that match and try to stay awake because these are also people that were not really promoted on tv uh except for at that time you know the champ and i think it was probably lilani kai uh era that uh, that happened but it, it, you know it's it's come a long way and i think the survivor series being 35 now can show uh just kind of you know the ups and downs that that company has had throughout the years and notice none of us had a memory uh, that is past like you know 2005 to now yep so it's obviously become a show that really doesn't have uh, much attachment in terms of memories uh, like it did when it was the Thanksgiving tradition. Okay, so with that being said, we go to Steve first. What would your ultimate Survivor Series matchup be? So I want you to give us five current wrestlers for a team and five past wrestlers, legends. Uh, they could be alive or deceased for a survivor series team and those teams would go against each other what do you got steve all right so i uh i didn't just stick to wwe uh um, right. for the now team uh so we'll start with the then uh, i had austin stone cold steve austin the rock triple h the undertaker and hbk Shawn michaels versus roman reigns seth rollins John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Will Ospreay. There you go. Just because, I mean, realistically, you've got you've got the uh, the storyline aspect of 
you know, DX versus the shield. Uh, you also have arguably some of the, uh, you know, the, the better, the better wrestlers in the era, uh, actual in-ring competitors, uh, Omega and Osprey on a side alongside of, you know, Roman and Seth and John. I think that that would be a very solid team. Uh, there's not really a whole lot that needs to be said about Austin Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, and Michaels. I mean, that's that's an all-star lineup, and quite frankly, could be any four of those could be on anybody's Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. So I think that yeah, that would be a, a solid match, and uh, yeah, easy easy seven stars from Uncle Dave. So so that, the- that's why I put that's why I put Omega and Osprey in there to get the additional stars. And oh, you is a, a Meltzer driver in there, and you're good. The young buck, the young bucks will be there. I'm sure there'll be a ref bump. Is this uh, is this uh, Survivor Series happening in the Tokyo Dome? Of course. Okay, just wanted to make <laughs> it sounds, sounds good. again. Again, how else is it going to get seven stars? Uh, Simon Street, what are your two teams? So my two teams um, is, is more on the women's side. Uh, to be completely honest, we had mentioned that a little bit earlier, and um, I picked quite a few of the current. Um, and when I say current, because one of them is a controversy current, but I believe this person is current. Um, I actually have uh, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky, and controversially Sasha Banks, because it's kind of current. Um, versus Lita, Trish Stratus, China, Beth Phoenix, and Gail Kim. That would make for a very, very good match. And the reason why I say that is, is almost some of them are equally uh, measured up for the most part. Um, I can see definitely Bianca Belair in China, uh, you know, going blow for blow. Uh, you know, Belair has an upside in the strength and conditioning. And I believe that China could meet her there and vice versa. You definitely have uh, Bailey and Beth Phoenix, I think, are more evenly matched than what people can realize. Uh, and then, of course, you have a Gail Kim, which, you know, I would say would be really good either with a Becky or a Sasha type of matchup. And, of course, Trish, uh, Trish Stratus, just because who doesn't love a little extra satisfaction? I love it. And uh, that would be great, too, because we've kind of seen her, even in her uh, older capacity, still look pretty decent. Same thing with Lita. And then last but not least, uh, you know, Charlotte. She can be interchanged anywhere. And it makes for good uh, high spots where they need to. Uh, some sound uh, wrestling that can happen. And I just think it would be a great ass match. And um, uh, other than China, no longer being with us, may she rest in peace immortally. Um, a lot of these women are actually uh, still somewhat can go. Gail somewhat, she's more in a capacity to impact wrestling, but that would be my dream match. Almost sounds like a puberty dream as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure that you uh, you watch the China tapes every once in a while in your lifetime. So right, you've all <laughs> seen the China tapes. <laughs> the fact you call them the China tapes is bad because <laughs> they were all tapes back then. Right. I think one of them made it the DVD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I myself would go. Uh, with a current team of, uh, I'd, I'd go Roman, uh, I'd go uh, Seth, I would go uh, with Jericho, I'd go with Danielson, 
And I would go with, I'd probably go my last spot. I'd probably go with uh, young Austin Theory. Let's go with him. Um, just because it's a, you know, it's a mix of uh, old, new, young, uh, you know, veteran, uh just a, a nice solid mix of, of guys who would be very entertaining as one team. Uh, but the Legends team, very easy. You go Batista, you go Cena, you go The Rock, you go Hogan, and you go Piper. Because it's a Hollywood team. All right? That's how you get the attention. Those are the movie <laughs> makers right there. Can you imagine... I mean, if you really, if you really wanted it, you know what? We could throw Austin Theory out and put in Logan Paul, and then there would probably be millions upon millions of eyes on that. If you have The Rock, Cena, Batista, Logan Paul all in the the same match, eh, it might get some publicity. Maybe. I got one more to add to you: a special guest referee, JoJo Siwa. Yes. <laughs> Of course. I can't wait to see. Again, it's probably going to happen. She's got it at some point. She's got it, and she can do it. Uh, so, yeah, that's the exciting thing about uh, WrestleMania coming back to Hollywood. So, uh, you know, there's going to be surprises this year. So that's a good thing to be thankful for. And it leads me into this. I want each of you to give three things in wrestling you're grateful for. And I'll start with you, Simon. Oh, three things I'm grateful for. Number one, thank you so much for all of the memories. I think that when you have an opportunity growing up, there's things that you gravitate to that you then take as uh, part of your core persona. And for me, wrestling was one of those, as I'm sure we've mentioned it in conversations before. Um, so I appreciate that. A lot of who I am today, uh, I take examples from past wrestling matches uh, and, uh, you know, just appreciate it. Number two, I appreciate uh, rest this business being the motivation for me to no longer get expelled for school for fighting. I used to get in trouble and I used to have a lengthy, lengthy record of getting kicked out of school for fighting. Um, and a lot of this because of bullies. I can't stand bullies and uh I get pretty crazy when it comes to it. But for most part, wrestling was used as a motivation to not get suspended or expelled because you can't watch wrestling when you're locked up in your room with nothing to watch. So it really motivated me to really, really try and be on good behavior. Um, last but not least, uh, to be interesting, this has been a work in development. Um, I've always had a dream of wanting to marry a, uh, a female wrestler. It just always has. However, what I have is I think that I have in my head have gone through and made the prototype in my head of what I'm looking for based on personas has shown in uh, women's wrestling throughout the years. Someone that's gorgeous, beautiful, vivacious, but someone that's strong-willed, hot-tempered at times, can be sweet. And at, at, at every given turn, I don't mind if they're as quiet as Miss Elizabeth and Regal and Wave. And I don't mind if they're just a little slutty like some of the ones we've had before in the past. But I like them strong, too. I like them to be able to hold their own and don't give a shit. And so I appreciate WWE and wrestling all alike for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, what else could you want? <laughs> the the Regal Royal and the slut. <laughs> all rolling. Hey, hey, a lady in the street, a freak in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Steve, what are you thankful for? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm thankful for immersive storytelling. 
uh, things that keep me engaged, guessing throughout all twists and turns, but don't insult my intelligence. Don't swerve me just to swerve me. Uh, right now, I feel like as if uh, we're progressing in more of a manner for that. Um, and it also allows for the willing suspension of disbelief. Um, allow me to shut out the outside world and escape. Thankfully, AEW, and yes, now that the regime change has happened, WWE, um, they do a good job of that. So I'm thankful for that. For that, excuse me. Um, also, um, I, I genuinely want to say thank you to everybody who's ever laced up a pair of boots. Um, I think that with us as fans, you know, we're overly hypercritical of every little thing that happens in the ring. And it doesn't get said enough that the amount of gratitude that I personally have for everybody who's appeared on a wrestling show, whether you, you know, jerk the curtain, whether you were a no name squashed by, you know, some big talent or whether you were main event, main eventing the Tokyo Dome or WrestleMania, um, you are a piece to the puzzle. And thank you for everything that you've ever contributed to this business. Um, and lastly, quite frankly, I am the most grateful for all of the connections and friendships that I've made as a result of being a fan of this business, um, from this podcast to you guys individually, to everybody listening, hearing my voice right now, watching us. Um, the connections are just awesome, uh, to, to find so many people that are enthralled and share common interests, uh, is, is amazing. It truly is. And thank you to everybody, uh, for supporting us. And thank you for everybody that, you know, is along for the ride. That is great. And of course, uh, yeah, that, that has a lot of sentiment to, to everyone. I'm sure, uh, who have, you know, made friends from having, uh, experiences being a fan of wrestling. Um, I myself uh, go a little differently. I go with being thankful for foreign objects. Uh, who, who, who would not love wrestling without a fireball or some green mist or you know stuff just uh, happening to appear out of the trunks? Um, you know, always, always been one of the things that draws you to professional wrestling is how someone can cheat. And it's the only place that you can do something dirty, nasty, and awful and uh, still only get arrested by guys who are uh, dressed as cops who are <laughs> extras backstage. Um, I also am thankful that uh, Vince McMahon uh, did what he did and screwed everyone out of their territories, uh, created this empire, and uh, left. Finally, thank goodness, Triple H is in charge. And uh, things look uh, good from here on out, hopefully, with uh, him and Creative and Stephanie at the helm of the company. Uh, and finally, of course, I am thankful for the gobbledygooker. How could you not be? Uh, this has given us uh, 30 plus years of entertainment, uh, of seeing the egg open and whatever the fuck that ended up being, <laughs> who knows? I, I just, I still want to know what dinosaur they had. Fuck a turkey. You know what it was, right? It was Luchasaurus. <laughs> yeah. It's his family. It's his family lineage. <laughs> See, the only thing is, Luchasaurus don't have any uh, turkey in them. 
That's the you never know that. You, you, you never know that. Sometimes they do things when they leave the ring. <laughs> well, that is our Thanksgiving uh, special here, just to you know, kind of have a little something this week to say thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, and uh, you know supporting us. Uh, we are appreciative of that, and um, uh, you know. Thanksgiving is a, a, a traditions uh, run really, really kind of dominate Thanksgiving. And so final tradition here, uh, it's going to be a little game of uh, fuck, marry, and kill. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Simon Street, Sin City Steve, to both of you guys. Fuck, Mary, kill, turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. So uh, I would fuck stuffing because it's softer, so the impact won't be as resistant. <laughs> and only because you said fuck, I'm just putting it out there. Huh? Um, <laughs> Mary. Uh, definitely with Mary Master Tales, man. You can have Master Tales whenever the fuck you want. It's always going to be there. It's going to fill you up, warm you up, and it's dependable. Um, <laughs> was it? Uh, oh, and kill. Kill. What yeah. were the three options again? You said mashed potatoes, stuffing, and what? Turkey. I don't know, man. Well, you know what? I kill the shit out of some goddamn turkey, man. Because my brother hungry and shit. I kill it. I kill it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> then I go next door and be all drama like and shit and be like, girl, eat the sandwich, eat the sandwich. No, but yeah, kill turkey. All day. Uh, Shit's good. Steve, how about you? Who, who do you fuck? Who do you marry? And who do you kill? All I know is I'm gonna be fucking them mashed potatoes. Cause <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't know what kind of stuffing you eat, Simon Street, but yeah, it probably wouldn't feel the best when you're fucking it. Um, give me the mashed potatoes, extra gravy on that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, speaking of stuffing, let's just go ahead and kill stuffing. Get that out of here. I never been a fan of it anyway. And get that, get that, uh, that wedding gown ready for that Turkey, man. I I'm down with Turkey, whether it's, uh, whether it's fried, baked, uh, hell mm. over, over here at a casino buffet shit. I don't care what anyone says. Usually, if it's any decent buffet in Las Vegas, their turkey's on point. So, yeah. you know, everybody loves to go up there and get, you know, get their various cuts of meat, but always sleeping on the turkey. Nope. Turkey will put you to sleep, but don't mm -hmm. sleep on the turkey. You know, and this is the greatest thing about having three different people, because all of us actually have different choices, because I myself would... um I would kill the mashed potatoes, man, because there ain't going to be no mashed potatoes left around me because I'm going to kill those things because mashed potatoes are so damn good. Plus, you get some gravy on that. Oof. Hell yeah. Now, I would marry the stuffing because stuffing is the kind of thing that you'd want to take home to your parents. You know? That's a good choice. Yeah. But I'm going to fuck the turkey because it's the only thing that has a hole that you can deal with, right? I mean, come on, guys. Unless you get poked with a bone, but hey, you know, you get in what you get. I'm just get in saying. where you fit in. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I don't know if the turkey's alive or dead. So, you know, we'll see. 
Well, didn't Kane do the same thing? No, didn't Triple H do the same thing to uh, one Katie of Kane's Vick. dead girlfriend? Katie, <laughs> Katie. Vick. Yeah. Good old Katie Vick, man. Uh, <laughs> Katie Vick reference on Thanksgiving. There you go. <laughs> Gotta love it. You got yeah, listen. I mean, <laughs> her body at that time was mashed potatoes, and uh, Triple yes. H. Triple H was stuffing her. So, yep. sure the heck was. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> you know, you know, we die hard wrestling fans when you automatically know when you bring up her what the fuck we was talking about. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's only two things in wrestling that uh, evoke these kind of things, and that is Katie Vick and uh, giving birth to a hand. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a black hand at that. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a big black hand. Uh, and, uh, I guess the 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 last one would be uh, Jr.'s uh, head coming out of the ass, you know, when they did that thing with Jr. and uh, mm-hmm. that that was another one. Uh, so. I struck that from my memory until you just now brought that back. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Just anytime you hear him on commentary now, just think about that. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> There you go. You everyone. never know. It'll probably come full surface next time he's doing AEW and just starts talking about it. Like it just happened. You'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about, JR? Of course, Escalibur is going to agree with him. Yeah, yep. that's very good sentiment, definitely. And get it right back to the match. Yeah, Excalibur is kind of a brown masker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, on that note, everyone, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll see you guys next time. Happy wrestling, everybody. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.